Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. Sass, brass, and now NAS. Meter is here with networking as a service. That's NAS. To bring fast, secure, reliable internet, networking, and Wi-Fi to your warehouse. With just one monthly rate and no upfront costs, Meter allows you to focus on getting connected and getting moving. No installation or hardware cost and just one monthly fee allows IT teams to do more with less. And most importantly, warehouses save time on network troubleshooting, avoid expensive downtime, and get an overall happier IT team. Meter is already powering connectivity for companies with millions of square feet, including Stored, GoBolt, Eho, Trove, and more. Why not add your name to that list? Go to meter.com slash the new warehouse to get your first month free. That's meter.com slash the new warehouse for your first month free. Today's warehouse needs to keep inventory moving smoothly and quickly. Meet these challenges with on-demand warehouse labeling from Brother Mobile Solutions. Our mobile and industrial printers will help optimize your operations to achieve the speed, reliability, and durability your warehouse needs. With easy integration for existing warehouse technology, convenient portability, and upfront affordability, Brother Mobile Solutions is at your side when it comes to warehouse labeling. Try one for free today by visiting brothermobilesolutions.com slash newwarehouse or click the link in the show notes. That's brothermobilesolutions.com slash new warehouse to try one for free today. The New Warehouse Podcast hosted by Kevin Lawton is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, this is Kevin Lawton with the New Warehouse Podcast, bringing you a new episode today. And I am on site at Momentum 2023 with Manhattan Associates, and I'm going to be joined by Raylene Gomes, who is here from the Travis Association for the Blind. And we're going to talk about something very interesting today. We're going to talk a little bit about how they've utilized Manhattan and other technologies to be able to allow individuals who have visibility impairments and help bring them into fulfillment and and warehouse processes and and allow them to to do those types of actions where normally you would think a site might be needed. But we're going to talk how Manhattan allowed them to to do that and other technologies as well and and how that all works for them and what that looks like for the the future of work as well. So Raylene, thanks for joining me here. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good today, getting used to the time difference. Yes, definitely. I think we're all getting used to the time difference here. We're just talking about that. So uh, definitely, uh, I think I'm catching up, maybe. I don't know. I think, you know, the this will be over by the time I catch up, and then it'll be time to get back to the regular time, right? Yes. 
Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Travis Association for the Blind and, and what it is that you guys do. So Travis Association for the Blind, which is also known as the Austin Lighthouse, was founded in the early 1930s. And back then they sold brooms and mop, you know, mops door to door. Okay. And we've shifted into warehousing and distribution, mainly with government contracts as part of the Ability One uh, program. Interesting. Okay. And through that, we employ and train blind and visually impaired workers with the ultimate goal of helping them find employment outside of the lighthouse Mm -hmm. with what we call like upward mobility, so job growth outside of the company. So working for a company where the ultimate goal is that your employees, well, welcome to stay, you also are encouraging them to find employment elsewhere is kind of a new new Mm. thing for me. Interesting, yeah, yeah. So it is interesting because when you think about the traditional you know, you're trying to retain employees, right? And, and here you're trying to, you know, get them to, to work for you, I guess, but then also develop those skills to be able to, to move on to other organizations. Is that correct? Yes. So training them in all the various warehousing and manufacturing skills and utilizing all these different technologies with the goal that they can go to a company that is also doing these similar things and using these technologies and succeed elsewhere. Mm. Definitely. And I think that's a great thing because, you know, so often, I think, and especially as I kind of said there in the, the beginning, like you think about what you're doing in the warehouse environment, fulfillment environment, and, and you need to, to see in most cases, right? So so tell us a little bit about how Travis Association for the Blind, uh, Austin Lighthouse is kind of, and you're the IT manager, so I'm curious, like <laughs> when you were tasked with the idea of, you know, how do we allow people to, to do this where traditionally they would need to see what are visually impaired. I mean, I mean, how did you kind of go about solving that issue? I think when whenever we look at a new technology, we first focus on whether all of our employees could use it. So that would mm. include our blind and visually impaired employees who might be using either screen reading technology or you know, amount of zoom, like to be able to really blow up the screen so the bigger text. Uh, okay. Maybe that's inverting colors, those kinds of things as far as software. And then the warehouse, it can be something as simple as textured tape on the floor to kind of delineate where they are. If you're a cane user and they could feel the tape on the floor with their cane and that mm. helps them feel where a, a door might be coming up or an area that they shouldn't be going into. And then implementing technology like voice picking so that they don't have to read a screen in order to be able to do the work that somebody using perhaps an RF scanner is is doing. So taking things that may not be traditionally necessarily meant for the blind and visually impaired, like that was not the purpose of the product when they built it, but then utilizing it for the blind and visually impaired and really opening up job skills and positions for them to work. Yeah, it's really interesting, and it's interesting you touched on the voice picking because I've utilized voice picking in the in the past in some operations that I've managed, and you know I think I, I mean it never even crossed my mind that like hey somebody that's you know visually impaired could actually benefit a lot from the voice picking. You know, I was always thinking about just the efficiency gains essentially, right? Um, so it, you know, how did it kind of land on that, and and I mean, how did you find the right partners to to work with you to ensure that you know we talk so much about user interface and the importance of user interface and this is like a totally different interface than we, we would I think immediately think of when we talk about user interface so how did you find those right partners and, and how did you work together to make sure that these maybe 
not intentionally meant for visually impaired people. How did you make sure that, okay, they're going to fit into our ecosystem and, and it's going to work for these people? I think that every time we talk to a new partner, for example, we implemented Fetch Robotics, which is now Zebra, and bringing them in and letting them see our warehouse and what we do, it's actually easy to get them to want to do things mm. to help because they see employees doing more than they ever anticipated when we told them that, hey, yeah. so we have a warehouse and you know we have blind and visually impaired employees and this is what we're looking to do, and then they see it. And it's easy to get them to be passionate about it as well because they also want to be a part of the wonderful things that we're, that we're doing. So each time I go to a company, I ask, is your product accessible? You know, how can my employees use it? Do you consider different abilities when you're using your product? And not a lot of companies tend to know that off the bat. They'll have to go back and find out for me, but they're willing to go back and, and find out. And then we've yeah. also had companies like Manhattan help us make their product more accessible. So we give mm -hmm. the feedback of, so this button isn't labeled. Could you label it for us so yeah. that, you know, the screen reader can read it and just being able to have that partnership versus I'm just using a product, an actual partnership with these companies and helping them build a more accessible product for everyone to use, not just us, but other in companies who would be employing blind or visually impaired or people with other disabilities, mm. but through working with us. Yeah, I think it's really interesting, and I, I could definitely see how, because um, even when we got introduced and I heard about this story, I think it was, you know, it's really intriguing to think about because, you know, I think so... You know, unfortunately, like in, in society, like we don't always necessarily think of, you know, people with impairments or, or disabilities and, and how they can fit into the workforce in, in some way. And, you know, not only from a standpoint of, you know, can we tap into that labor market, but also from the standpoint of, you know, quality of life for people with these issues and, and you know, able to allow them to come out and, and do things and, you know, give them some purpose and, and things like that. But you know, it's great to hear that these companies have taken on these partnerships and, and willing to, to work with you. So I'm curious, and especially in the case of Manhattan, because as I'm seeing here at the, the conference, you know, there's a lot of focus on the user interface like we talked about, but there's also a lot of focus on, you know, that, that cloud platform where they're able to, you know, quickly update things and update things very, very frequently and push that out to the, the customer and the, the user. So you know, as an IT manager, I mean, how important is that and, and how has that played such a crucial role in being able to have that kind of cloud-based system where those changes can be made pretty easily or, or pretty efficiently? I think this is one of those things where while it doesn't feed right to the mission of our company, it does have to do with making the company successful. So mm. we, in having government contracts, have to meet certain security requirements. So we have to right. meet CMMC, which is coming out, NIST, uh, FISMA. And with that, going to the cloud really actually helps you in meeting those security requirements that the government has. So having cloud software be available is important for me to maintain contracts yeah. and be able to continue to support the mission indirectly just by making sure that I'm following the guidelines that we have. If you're in the warehouse game, then you've probably used some kind of floor tape before. Trust me, I've put down thousands of feet of tape in my career. And when it comes to putting down tape, you want it to stay down. 
That's where Mighty Line comes in. Their patented technology allows their floor tape, floor signs, and floor markings to take the beating that a warehouse floor gets and leave minimal residue behind when it's time to switch it up. You know that we are big on safety here at the new warehouse, and that's why we love to see all of the different options for safety markings and 5S markings in Mighty Line's product offerings. If you're going to 5S, use the best and get Mighty Line. Get your free sample kit at MightyLineTape.com slash new warehouse. That's MightyLineTape.com slash new warehouse for your free sample kit. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a great point about the, the regulations because I, I think it's an interesting thing because the concept, right, is you're, you you have this business to be able to, to train people to do it and, and you have to stay in business, right, mm-hmm. to continue doing that. So it's great that on that other side, you're able to, to do that as well at the, the same time. So, I mean, give us some examples of like how, you know, you mentioned the one about, you know, adding a label to a, a button so that the, the voice reader could, could read it. But give us some other examples of like how you've been able to take some technologies that are existing already and then tweak them a little bit to, to allow these individuals to, to work and, and do what they need to do. So the voice picking that we mentioned earlier is a big one. Zebra also has in their new RF scanners okay. have Android technology built in, which means it has the same accessibility as an Android phone. So you can have talkback on, you can invert your screen, you can make it bigger. So for employees who have some vision, or if you're like me, I like everything in dark mode because I can read yeah. <laughs> the white text on yeah. black lettering better, and you can do that in your RF devices. We implemented robotics, and that helps with travel time. You have employees traveling eight miles a day walking, and by reducing that travel time, you open it up to either employees that may not be comfortable walking that much of a a distance or who have other impairments that might keep them from doing that kind of work. Mm -hmm. So instead of walking eight miles, maybe I'm walking two miles a day and that's manageable just by having robotics. So not about reducing workforce because I think with automation, a lot of people think, and even we had employees who were like, robots are coming to take our jobs. But no, they're just there to make your job easier. And I think having that mindset of technology is so powerful and it really can be a big equalizer across abilities is if I have the right technology in place, there is no limitation to what I can, what I can achieve. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think that's a great point. And, you know, the technology, it's just incredible what, you know, when we take technology that we were creating and and we make it in a certain way and we we put the effort there to make small changes, like some of the ones you're talking about, you know, how many more people can now have access to be able to do those things and feel empowered to to do things as well, which is so important, I think, just from like a mental health well-being too, as well, and just like a quality of work, life and, and environment. So, you know, in that regard, I mean, there was a lot of discussion, especially since the pandemic, you know, what does the future of work look like, right? Are we working from home? Are we doing this and that? But, you know, I think often what's missing from that discussion is, is really the talk about like how do we enable people like in these types of situations with some kind of impairment or, or disability to also be a part of that that workforce and join the the labor pool and be able to do those types of things so when you look at the future of work from from your perspective and from the Austin Lighthouse perspective I mean how, how do you see that and, and how do you kind of 
work towards pushing that out there more so that more companies are, you know, adopting some of these technologies and, and putting them in place so people can, you know, go on and, and prosper beyond Austin Lighthouse. So I think future of work, and you mentioned working from home, working from home just in general has really opened up job opportunities for people with disabilities who may not be able to drive to work for whatever reason, because transportation is a big thing for people. If I can't get to my place of employment, it doesn't matter how great of a job I would do. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not there to do it. So yeah. increasing work from home is a big future of technology in, in getting this untapped workforce, you know, as they still talk about slow labor market and we need more employees. I'm like, there's a whole group of them there. Just yeah, yeah. let them work from home. Yeah. Or again, utilizing more companies going to web-based software, which mm. is generally more accessible just from being web-based. And I do think automation is going to be a big thing, which again, makes people nervous. But I think if done right, again, you're opening up job opportunities, maybe we have a employee and he actually programs the robots. So, you know, there's other opportunities than, well, this robot is now doing the picking. Well, I now have an employee that is programming the robot to do the picking that they used to do. So yes, elevating the job opportunities Mm -hmm. and having something that people can feel good about what they did at the end of the day and not feel like they're part of just another cog in the wheel doing some menial task because that's the only job that someone would offer them. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really interesting point. And, you know, I know there's some some other tech companies that are kind of enabling some some different tasks to be work from home as well, like a remote forklift operation too mm-hmm. and, and things like that. I think, you know, when you look at that future of work, I think it needs to be all-encompassing for, for everybody, right? And, and, you know, how do we enable that? And, and like you said, you know, there's this whole labor pool there that can be tapped into you know everybody's talking about labor shortage and where can we get more employees from and you know if you make some small tech changes like what you guys did at austin lighthouse i mean you could tap into a whole nother market there so i think it's very great what you guys are doing and definitely i think it's a great mission and and something that should continue on and you know if people are interested in tapping into that that market and maybe getting some employees from austin lighthouse or some other lighthouses i think you said there's multiple in the Mm -hmm. country you know how how can they really kind of start that and and ensure that like hey we can start to bring these people in I think just first opening yourself up to the idea. I've heard stories of coworkers who've gone to interview for a job, did really well, and then came in using a cane or with a guide dog and seeing the change in the person interviewing them. And now they're suddenly uncomfortable with, mm, yeah. you know, this wasn't I, what I was expecting. But then you also have employers who, okay, so what, what kind of adaptive technology do you need? I'd like to see more employees or employers just ask, you know, what what they could put in place because it's usually not a big ask. A screen reading yeah. software, you know, or again, we do the the texture tape. I've had Im- customers or vendors say, you know, oh, I don't think I could ever have somebody blind or visually impaired in my warehouse. They wouldn't be safe. And I'm like, well, is it safe for yeah. the other employees? Because you're making <laughs> yeah. me nervous. Yeah. But again, if there's a 
lighthouse in your area, you know, certainly we reach out. We're not affiliated with each other, but we all have a very similar mission. And our drive is to find employment for these people who otherwise may not get a second, you know, a second chance to get another glance once somebody realizes that they have a disability. Yeah, I think it's definitely very interesting and, and something that people should should start to explore and, and really kind of open up to it, like you said. It's, it's very, like, maybe just a small small thing to put in place to be able to to tap into that, that labor pool and, and be able to utilize that in your operation. So I want to thank you so much for, for talking to me, Eileen, here. And, you know, if people are interested in, in getting in touch with the Travis Association for, for the Blind directly, how what's the best way to do that? So they can reach us at austinlighthouse.org. That is our our website. And there's always somebody willing to talk to you and point you in the right direction, whether that be as a partner or maybe you know somebody who's blind or visually impaired and struggling. We help people through the Texas Workforce Commission. We're opening a facility to help with just life skills. So not even job skills, but life skills as well. So there are opportunities out there, even if you're not seeking employment, that we'd love to help people with. All right, great. And we'll definitely put all that information at thenewwarehouse.com so people can easily find it. So Raylene, thank you so much for joining me here at Momentum 2023. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from The New Warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for The New Warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.